This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Friday, the 16th of September. In your sport today, Roger Federer retires. The Wallabies lose a Bledisloe Classic. Paul Gallen wins two fights in one night and two very talented teenagers. This is your sport today. We thought this day would never come, but here it is. Tennis living legend Roger Federer is retiring. Federer announced the news in a lengthy statement overnight, saying next week's Labor Cup tournament will be his last professional event. Loose, he says at 41, his body won't let him play anymore. It is really the end of an era. As you said, I never thought this day would come. In Federer's statement, he says his body has given him a clear message that after 24 years, 1,500 matches and three years battling injury, it's time to end his competitive career. Federer hasn't played since the quarterfinals of Wimbledon last year due to knee injuries, and now father time has caught up with him. In his statement, he thanks his wife, Mirka, their four kids, his family, support team, sponsors, the competitors he faced, and especially thank you to the fans. Here's his quote, without you, those successes would have felt lonely rather than filled with joy and energy. He signed off by saying to the game of tennis, I love you and will never leave you. I'm not crying loose. You're crying. Uh, Emotional stuff there from Federer. And uh, that statement really was a reflection of him. Humble, graceful, and very, very, very good. Uh, It's not up to us, loose to debate who is the goat of men's tennis. But give us a few stats and numbers on his career that will help make that case. There are so many to choose from, but (laughs) here's a few that stand out. He won 20 Grand Slam titles, eight at Wimbledon, six Australian Opens, five US Opens, and the one French Open in 2009 to complete his career Grand Slam. He holds the record for the most consecutive weeks at number one in the world with 237, won 24 straight finals from 2003 to 2005, and he holds the record as the oldest world number one at 36 in 2018 which is wild considering he got back there with Nadal and Djokovic in their prime and perhaps the most mind-blowing stat in the 1,749 singles and doubles matches he played since turning pro in 1998, he did not retire once. He finished every match he played. As you can imagine, lots of tributes have been coming in, but here's one from his friend and rival Rafa. He says he wished this day would never come and that it's a sad day for sports around the world. Yeah, summed up perfectly there by Rafa Nadal. Uh, tennis legend Mats Valander said to him, Federer is like opera singer Pavarotti singing Bob Dylan songs because that's perfection to him <laughs> and that sums up Federer. Uh, first Serena Williams loose and now Roger, as you said, it feels like an end of an era. Federer's last tournament will be the Labor Cup team tournament in London next week where he'll be teaming up with Rafa, Novak and Andy Murray, the big four of the past 20 years. Luce, I said we weren't going to debate the goat of men's tennis, but I think we're Team Federer, aren't we? I definitely think we're Team Federer. To rugby now, and the Wallabies and All Blacks played at a Bledisloe Classic last night in Melbourne. There were nine tries, four yellow cards, injuries, concussions, and a very controversial finish. But in the end, it was the All Blacks winning 39-37, to which means the Bledisloe Cup stays with them. 
Yeah, the Kiwis keep it for a 20th year, but it was a terrific game of rugby that unfortunately has been overshadowed by a refereeing decision right at the end. The Wallabies looked down and out with the score 31-13 to in the 56th minute. They'd had three players sin binned, two players at the same time at one stage, and let in a few soft tries, but they battled back to hit the lead 37-34 to with a couple of minutes left. Then they won a huge penalty on their goal line with 90 seconds to go, but just as fly half Bernard Foley was about to kick for touch, the referee awarded a scrum to New Zealand for time wasting. That close to the line, the All Blacks are pretty much unstoppable, and fullback Geordie Barrett scored in the corner after the siren for the win. It means that the Bledisloe is gone for the Wallabies and they slip to ninth on the world rankings. That's the lowest they've ever been, Sam. Yeah, not ideal for Aussie rugby fans. Uh, former Wallaby Tim Horan called that decision at the end a disgraceful decision. So you can expect to hear plenty more about that in the coming days. The Wallabies still can win the rugby championship. They need to beat the All Blacks next week with a bonus point at Eden Park. That's a pretty tough ass loose because today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app. When was the last time Australia beat New Zealand at Eden Park? Uh, Luce, give us a clue here. Well, it was before both you and I were born, Sam. Yes, and I'm in my mid-30s, so there's an extra clue for you. Uh, Find (laughs) out the answer at the end of the show. Last night was fight night in Brisbane. Former rugby league player Paul Gallen fought not once but twice on the same night, and he won. He beat fellow former leaguers Ben Hannett and Justin Hodges and Luce. This was an all-out brawl. Yeah, definitely wasn't a night for the boxing purists. Gallon <laughs> didn't know who he was fighting first, and as it turned out, it was Hannant. This was just his second professional fight, and he held his own against Gallon. The fight went the full four rounds, with Gallon winning by unanimous decision, but Hannant did cut open Gallon and leave him looking worse for wear. About an hour later, it was time for Gallon to fight Hodges, and this fight looked more like brawling than boxing. <laughs> Fists were flying everywhere, and Hodges won the first round, and knocked down Gallon in the second, but Gallon got up, finished strong in the second. Then the fight was stopped when Hodges copped a series of hard punches and couldn't defend himself. Yeah, he wasn't really happy with the ref either. He thought he could keep going, but his corner as well looked like they were going to stop the fight. Uh, Gallon said he's done with fighting now. He's been doing it since he was 18, as well as playing professional rugby league. But he does say he's got one match left in his contract. And in the middle of the ring last night, he promised it to Hodges. So he might see them go around again this November. It's a big, big weekend of footy finals. We've got two prelims in the AFL and two semifinals in the NRL. These are winner-takes-all games, the kind we love here at Sport Today HQ. Uh, Luce, let's start with the AFL because your swans are in the prelims. How are you feeling about it? Nervous, but also confident how I went into the Melbourne game. So hopefully it's the same outcome. The Swans play the Magpies at the SCG on Saturday afternoon. These teams played at the SCG in round 22, and the Swans won by 27 points on that day. But the Pies have changed the size of their practice ground to mimic the smaller SCG, so we'll have to see if that pays off. Tonight at the MCG, the Cats play the Lions. The Cats are firm favourites to win this, but the last time the Cats and Lions played in a preliminary final at the MCG was in 2004 and the Lions won. The winner of those two games meet in the grand final. In the NRL, the Eels play the Raiders tonight. Eels halfback Mitchell Moses will play after recovering from concussion and tomorrow night the Sharks play the Rabbitohs. South won't have star forward Tom Burgess. He's been suspended for two weeks for a high tackle last weekend. 
a couple of big ins and a couple of big outs there. Those NRL matches are semis, so the winners go through to the prelim finals next weekend, and that's when the AFL Grand Final is on as well. Two teenagers have created a bit of football history this week by playing with the big boys at a very, very young age. Loose. when I was that old, I was struggling to play D-grade cricket. These boys <laughs> are almost pros. Yeah, they're almost pros and I definitely was not close to being pro either at that <laughs> age. So over in Ireland, Christopher Atherton became the youngest player to play senior football in the UK at the age of 13 years and 329 days. Atherton came off the bench for Northern Irish side Glenavon and started with a bang. His first touch was a goal assist in the 6-0 win over Dollingstown. He beat the old record held by Eamon Collins, who was almost a year older when he debuted for Blackpool in nine. 1980. Back here in Australia, 13-year-old Amir Abili became the youngest player in Australia Cup history when he played as Oakley Cannon's goalkeeper for the last few minutes of their game against MacArthur. Oakley lost 5-2, but Abili didn't concede any goals. No, a clean sheet for the young fella. Um, sounds like they could be a couple of names to remember for the future. Lucy, it makes me feel really old and very untalented. <laughs> <laughs> Time for catch this, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. But we had another retirement yesterday. Australia's women's cricket team vice-captain Rachel Haynes has called a time on her career. She pretty much did everything on the field. 250 over World Cups, three T20 World Cups, a Commonwealth Games gold medal. She won state titles. She won a title with the Sydney Thunder and the WBBL. And she scored a mountain of runs. One of the great modern players. Sad to see her go, but... What a legacy she's left. Uh, Luce, what about you? Well, the Brownlow is on Sunday night, so a change of date for the Queen's funeral. So make sure you tune in on Sunday to see who the best player in the AFL was this year. Yep, Lockie Neal is the favourite to win that, the Brisbane Lions player. But Tuke Miller for the Gold Coast might be a smoky. Keep your eye out for that one. Uh, we'll bring you the result on Monday's show. Before we go, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app. When was the last time the Wallabies beat the All Blacks at Eden Park, Loose? It was before we were born. I'm 35, so it was a while ago. When was it? It was in 1986 just before I was born. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for the Wallabies. Uh, all right, that is us done for sports today. This week, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend watching as much sport as possible, lots of footy finals and the Brownlow on a Sunday night. We'll be back with you on Monday to wrap it all up. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you then.